Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and co-host Cindy Hall. In this program, we explain how diet, lifestyle, fitness, and faith come together to heal our bodies as well as our souls. There are only a few key building blocks to good health. And if you focus on each one, you should be on the way to feeling your best. Now, here is Dr. King. Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob and Cindy Hall. This episode, uh, we'll talk about uh, the air we breathe. Whether you know people are healthy or sick, they tend to ignore the air quality unless something calls attention to it. Even when there is an indication of trouble, such as foul, foul smell, the usual reaction is just to cover the smell and move on. As a long-term solution, this is a mistake, as we will see. The following material is drawn from the book Natural Medicine by Dr. Jerry Hoover, N.D. The book is freely available as an e-book. Google returns many websites from which you may download it. The key phrase is Natural Medicine, Dr. Hoover. You might look into it. It's a good book. Let's examine air and learn how to improve our longevity and the quality of life. Air is an invisible, tasteless, odorless mixture of gases surrounding the earth. Air at sea level is composed of about 21% oxygen, 78% nitrogen, 1% water vapor, carbon dioxide and traces of ammonia, argon, helium, and other rare gases. Experiments have shown that death will occur from prolonged inhalation of air in which the proportion of oxygen is much greater than uh, what naturally occurs in the atmosphere. Therefore, we know that the mixture called air is not an accidental compound but one perfectly adapted by our creator to the needs of the human body. The first need of all living creatures on this earth is oxygen. They cannot live without it. Oxygen must always be present in the air we breathe. All of the trillions of cells in the body must receive a constant supply of oxygen or those cells will weaken and die. Through the tissue fluids, the cell obtains Every cell obtains oxygen that it needs and gives up carbon dioxide that it does not need. This transportation of oxygen from the outside air to the tissue cells and the carrying away of the carbon dioxide is done through the lungs. Our lungs are light and spongy in tissue. If placed in water, they'll float. Normally, we breathe about 15 times a minute, inhaling about a pint of air each time we breathe. The lungs normally hold about six pints of air, so that about one-sixth of the air is exchanged each time we take a breath. Now, somebody sleeping uses only about 10% of his lung capacity. Hard work increases it to about 50%. The singer or woodwind player uses his lungs almost to the fullest extent possible. 
Now, air is electrically charged. It contains electricity in the form of ions. So is that the same kind of electricity that we have in our, say, that powers our houses? It's related to it. This is ions uh, rather than just electron flow. Hmm. Now, of course, lightning is a manifestation of the electrical activity in the air. Now, this electrical energy is absorbed by the blood. It's carried to all parts of the body. Oxygen provides negative ions, while carbon dioxide presents positively charged ions. Fully oxygenated air is good for you, but carbon dioxide in or enriched air is toxic. The air we breathe contains both negatively charged ions and positively charged ions. Our bodies need a larger proportion of the negatively charged ions for optimal health. You do obviously need both, but uh, your respiration, the, the respiration of the cells themselves provide a lot of carbon in the form of carbonic acid. Mm. As we breathe larger quantities of positively charged ions, that is the bad kind, we may feel such effects as headache, nasal obstruction, hoarseness, fatigue, dry throat, dizziness, etc. Breathing mostly negatively charged air, that is the good kind, will produce feelings of exhilaration and well-being. That not euphoria, but uh, you just feel a lot better. Negatively charged air has been shown to decrease the respiration rate and lower blood pressure, while positively charged air does just the opposite. One group of researchers reported that patients who had high blood pressure and breathed negatively charged air had an average drop of 39 millimeters of mercury in the systolic blood pressure. That's, that's impressive. Negatively charged air, it's a good kind, is found in abundance at the ocean, in the mountains, at the foot of the waterfalls, or by a river or a stream. All outside air has a large amount of negative ions. You notice these are the places where people do like to, to gather. Uh, if you're sitting in an office and you're dreaming of a vacation, you're probably not dreaming about being in another office. You <laughs> no, want to not be outside, normally. Right? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, these negative ions is why we feel so good when we go camping or to the ocean. Okay, why would it be by a waterfall or, or a river or a stream? I, I get the the ocean and the mountains, but the river and streams? Well, these are places where plants grow. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Plants are what purifies the air. Oh, right. I'm getting secrets away, huh? Oh, no. Or if one's fatigued, a short walk outside in the fresh air will liven up the whole body. There are about three to 4,000 negative ions in one cubic centimeter of mountain air, but only 100 negative ions in one cubic centimeter of air in an office building at the end of an eight-hour day. 
How's that going to make you feel? Um, not very good. Me neither. <laughs> Enclosed buildings have mostly positively charged ions, which are harmful to the health. Mm. And all electrical appliances, air conditioning units, etc., um, use up the good negative ions and give off positive ions. Hmm. So in, or, nope. in other words, even the air conditioning units are doing this to you. So would that be even the computers and, and things like that that we normally use in our offices? Yes, they will change charge in the air, and it's not for the better. Hmm. And so all the air that we exhale is positively charged, obviously, because of the, the carbonic acid. Hmm. And that's why a person gets drowsy after sitting for a long time in a closed room that's full of people. Now, have you ever been in a meeting where you're sitting back and you're just enjoying what's going on, and then after about 15 or 20 minutes, you start having to struggle to pay attention, and it gets, yes. gets harder as it goes on? Well, generally, the problem is that everybody else is using up the air. I mean, it's not <laughs> the problem of somebody's breathing your air. <laughs> They're using up good air. <laughs> but uh, everybody is trying to live off of the same air. And so <laughs> the solution would be to open up a stream of outside air. You know, not necessarily a draft, but... Uh, you'd be amazed at how much a small opening in a window can do for you. Mm -hmm. the, uh, oh, the gases, oxygen and carbon dioxide, and of course, many of the others that are produced by the body, uh, many of them sulfur-containing compounds, uh, have partial pressures to where it seems like, just watching it, it's as if they know where the high pressure is and where the low pressure is. Uh, uh, you've got one side of the window that has a lot of uh, oxygen. The other side of the window, not so much. You open the window a little bit, and the oxygen from the outside will find its way inside, and the gases that have higher pressure on the inside will find their way out. Hmm. Now, it doesn't take a, a huge opening of the window to do this, but some is required. That is, you've got to have some provision or means for adequate ventilation. Now, inadequate ventilation can be really harmful to your health. And we'll get in that, into that a little later. Um, just for the meantime, the, uh, the quality of air is not just its chemical quality, but also the electric energy in it. And this is something that is, is recharged by, charged by nature 
And most anything that human beings do would make it less breathable. That is, of course, even adding oxygen to air in a room by itself isn't going to help it because you've got to get rid of the toxic materials. All right. So um, please visit our website, hungrykidsinternational.org. And coming up, we'll be talking about the air quality requirements, particularly for sick people. And so if you have had some ailments and nothing seems to be helping, then uh, stick around. Just check this out. Okay, let's go to break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, Indy. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. When a loved one is aging, family, friends, and caregiving supporters may have a lot of questions and be looking for the answers and guidance they need to take the next step. On Aging Life Network, host Nancy Oriola talks to professionals such as doctors, lawyers, authors, and other experts related to the field of aging. You'll learn more and, more importantly, reduce stress on yourself and your loved ones. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. 
That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back to Recover and Thrive. We were discussing the electrical charges in the air, and now we'll turn our attention to the lungs. The lungs give off positively charged poisonous gases. They're not poisonous in the same sense as mercury, but they're toxic nonetheless. Both food and oxygen are taken in by the body or into the body and circulated in the blood to the cells, and they're there, they're converted into heat energy by a process similar to combustion, and that would be metabolism. When common fuel is burned by a fire, the byproduct, a byproduct is formed, and that would be gas or smoke, which is deadly and must be removed. If you've ever been caught in a house in the winter with a uh, chimney that didn't quite work, you will know how frustrating and uh, sometimes even dangerous it is to have smoke in the house. Yes, it is. It is never pleasant. No. And so um, this is quite similar to what our bodies do. So we'll want to pay more attention to the quality of the air and not just the smell of the air. In like manner, see the burning of food and oxygen in the body produce positively charged carbonic acid gas, which is taken by the lymph and the blood to the lungs to be exhaled, thus saving the body from harm. Now, if this process stopped even for a few minutes, life would cease. So it's imperative this keep going. About 30 quarts of this positively charged carbonic acid gas are exhaled per hour by person. This one person, 30 quarts every hour. That sounds About, like a lot. Well, it is, and if you're sharing that air with a lot of people, it adds up really quick. Yeah, it would. About a third of the body wastes, which are poisonous, go out from the lungs. I might put a note in here that uh, if you're burning a pound of fat, what happens to that fat? How does it get out of the body? Any clue? Well... Since we're talking about lungs, I would assume you're talking about it going out through the lungs? Yeah, the, uh, the fat will break down almost entirely into carbon dioxide and water. And so about two-thirds of it will go out through the lungs. The rest of it will be metabolic water that your body will use or will excrete. Hmm. So breathing is necessary if you're going to burn any kind of fuel. We should also uh, arrange our ventilation uh, so that the wastes will quickly go out of doors rather than accumulate in the room, thus enabling the lungs to always have a good, fresh, clean supply of negatively charged air. 
Our skin also needs pure air. The skin has millions of little bitty openings known as pores. One of the functions of these pores is to breathe in fresh air. If we cover the skin of a person with a material like paint and close up the pores, the person will suffocate in a short time. And this mm. has happened. Yes, it has. Simply adding oxygen to the air, as we've said, is not enough because the carbon dioxide and other toxic gases that we exhale accumulate in the air until it is purified by plants. Dr. Kellogg, an authority on natural medicine who's stressed adequate ventilation in homes, offices, and schoolrooms, estimates that each person requires at least 3,000 cubic feet of fresh air per hour to dilute the poisons poured forth from his own lungs and skin. He tells us that any system of ventilation is inadequate which does not supply this amount of air to each occupant of a dwelling. That can be a lot of air. Yeah, it is a lot of air. Now, consider sick rooms and hospitals. Sick rooms require two to three times as much air as this, this 3,000 cubic feet on account of the increased amount of contamination. There's a story of an old army surgeon who had charge of large hospitals during a major war. And his experience illustrates the importance of giving the sick, especially persons suffering with fever, an abundance of pure air. He said that in a large hospital, he had at one time 320 cases of measles during the winter season. Wow, that's a lot. That is. Depending, you know, armies can concentrate a lot of people and throw them all together, and that's factory for disease. (laughs) The hospital caught fire and burned to the ground, and the patients had to be placed in tents. But all but one or two recovered. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I said that he had no doubt, but that the number of deaths would have been about 30 to 40 at least had the persons remained inside the hospital. Hmm. No one would ever think about eating food or some that some other person had chewed, yet we don't realize how breathing enclosed foul air over and over again will poison the bloodstream and injure the lungs. Hmm. So... To enjoy good health in our homes, we should have plenty of ventilation. The windows opened winter and summer. Now, that doesn't mean wide open. But it <laughs> does mean you've got to have some access to fresh air. If the air smells stale, you can be sure it's stale. Mm-hmm. This does not imply that a draft is a good idea. Neither the windows, or excuse me, rather the windows should be opened only enough to allow a gas exchange between the outside and the inside air. Now, with our modern sealed homes, 
and air conditioning units recirculating a large percentage of impure indoor air, we're starving our lungs of pure fresh air. The oxygen that the body obtains from the air is very important in maintaining good health. Without the abundance of pure fresh air, the important work of normalizing the blood chemistry could not be successfully performed and the individual would suffer serious consequences. Now, Cindy, have you ever had a problem or had a time when you were sick and you just couldn't get well? Yes. And you remember what the room was like that you were in? It was stale and closed in. We couldn't open the windows. Was that so. because you couldn't open them? In this case, yes. We could not open them. Yeah. So and so we we had to we ha I had to get outside and get some fresh air. Yeah, you drag yourself out of bed. <laughs> I did. And you know that was very very tough, but I did it and I recovered. Of course, I had to do other things, too, but the fresh air did help tremendously. Yeah, the air helps a lot. It does. It does. Just even if you can just get out and sit on your, your deck or your porch or balcony or just stand outside, it helps. Yeah. I do find that uh, as I get outside, just walk or carry on a little bit then I just start feeling better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it is important, and it does help your immune system. An immune system that's starved of, of oxygen and polluted with the stale gases is busy trying to repair damage that's caused by what should have been fresh air but isn't. Now, scientific evidence shows that the indoor air can be more seriously polluted than what's outside the window, even in the largest and most industrial cities. Now, this is from Dave Ryan, an air pollution expert and spokesman for the Environmental Protection Agency in Washington. Now, how bad does air quality have to be if it's worse inside than it is outside? I would say pretty bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess me too. <laughs> but uh, outside air does have access to plants somewhere, even if you're living in a concrete jungle. Mm -hmm. The winds can blow it in, then to blow out some of that polluted air. I have seen pictures of uh, cities like in China that... Well, the outside air just looks like you're walking in a cloud. The sun doesn't show, and it's pretty pitiful. Nonetheless, you still have to get some outside air. I do recommend respirators if it gets that bad. So, at any rate, I... Uh, Suppose this material is not all that complicated, 
but I would encourage you not to underrate it in that uh, just because it's simple doesn't mean that it's insignificant. If, if you do neglect the getting good quality air in your lungs uh, and uh, on a steady basis, you are going to find deterioration in at least the lungs. Is the, they will become weakened and you will have more trouble breathing and having an effective air exchange over a long period of time that will affect your health. And so knowing about it's good, but doing something about it is, is much more important. All right, please visit our website, hungrykidsinternational.org. And coming up, is there a connection between disease and ventilation quality? Well, yes. But uh, how about a natural way to purify indoor air? Coming back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, ND. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back to Recover and Thrive. In the previous segment, we had discussed the absolute requirement for clean air. Now we'll discuss the effect of the environment on our health. Let's talk about the fresh air crisis in the buildings. You remember the 70s? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, some of us do, some of us don't. (laughs) I do remember that. Yes. Yes, in the, the 70s, around the time of the energy crisis and the resulting trend toward conservation, many of the new buildings 
that uh, appeared about that time were so-called energy efficient. And, of course, they were if you are thinking only of energy. The new homes and offices were built with fewer windows. And then ceiling buildings to make them energy efficient became the norm. This is, if you did have a house that would let you breathe, the new trend was to seal up the windows so that you couldn't breathe. Mm. This leaves occupants dependent on mechanical systems rather than open windows for fresh negatively charged outside air and for ventilation. In large office buildings, the problems were much worse. Why? Well, because first of all, there's more people. Secondly, there are more things in large offices that put off toxic fumes. You don't normally have toner at home, or if you do, it's not from thousands of machines. Mm-hmm. The carpets in uh, in office buildings are putting off fumes, particularly at that time, they were bad about putting off formaldehyde. Yeah, they were. And so it was... It was setting us up for some really bad health problems on a national basis. This does often happen when you have government policy dictating the focus on one particular problem, and the solution then creates three or four other problems. So uh, be careful. All right, now one Environmental Protection Agency study of indoor air quality in various public buildings found a typical air sample contained 200, excuse me, 1 to 200 different chemicals at levels that were much higher indoors than outside. Not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just so. Yeah, some of those chemicals were from paints. Others, adhesives, caulking, vinyl, telephone cables, printed documents, furniture, various solvents, formaldehyde, etc. So these are just the ones that are easy enough to mention. Now, many dangerous biological agents, such as virus, bacteria, fungal spores, Algae, pollen, mold, etc., are also found. That shouldn't be a surprise because where you have the activity of a lot of people, you're going to have places and corners where things are not cleaned all that well, and that gives things like bugs and rodents the uh, places where they can move in and really enjoy themselves. Now, fungal spores are underrated as a threat. Those can be very hard on your health. Not just the lungs, but they're toxic to the whole body. And Don't you absorb once, it through the skin? Yes, you can. Most of it comes in through the lungs, but mm-hmm. it then they're small enough that they get into the, the blood and the lymph. Mm. And so they can travel all through the system. And it's really hard to get rid of. Now, 
these biological agents can cause many allergic reactions. Now, Legionnaire's disease and severe respiratory problems are also caused from these biological agents. By inhaling this impure air, the blood is poisoned. The lungs become affected and the whole system is diseased. A clear connection between poor building ventilation and disease was made in a year-long study published in 1988. The Walter Reed Army Institute of Research in Washington, D.C. tracked the respiratory health of recruits at four separate Army training centers. This study is, is noticeable because the subjects were a highly controlled group. They were drawn randomly from all over the country. They received identical immunizations during processing. The soldiers in one barracks tended not to have contact with those in another. And at each camp, the soldiers did the same activities outdoors under the same conditions. The only thing different was the indoors. So indoors, some subjects lived in energy-efficient barracks. Some lived in open window barracks. At each camp, the incidence of acute respiratory disease was at least 45% higher in... The energy-efficient barracks. Ah, so the energy Surprise. efficiency is the winner, right? Yes, ding, ding, ding. 45% <laughs> higher disease rate. Nice. <laughs> Air conditioning units just take the impure, positively charged air from the room, cool it a little bit, and add a very small amount of outside air with it, then they just discharge the germ-laden air right back into the room again. Oh, not good. And some people wonder why they're not feeling good after being inside all day long. Well, our forefathers didn't have air conditioners. Well, that I don't think I'd want to trade. But <laughs> no. They did have some means of mitigating the problem. They did have large ceilings, that is high ceilings, and tall windows that open from the top and the bottom. What does that do? Circulate. Yeah, it allows air to come in, uh, the hot air to leave from the top, cooler air to come in from the bottom. And so you do get some circulation. And then ceiling fans help stay cool in the summer. Now, the natural way to purify air, that is, drum roll, yeah, one natural way to help purify the air in your home or office is to have plenty of live plants. Um, for they uh, take the carbon dioxide we exhale and convert it into oxygen. One plant will remove up to 87% of the toxins in 100 square feet of living area every 24 hours. So if your home or office is 2,000 square feet in size, you would need 20 plants placed throughout your home and office. 
Now, I must say that having tried that, it does require a lot of light. Yeah, you do have to have a good amount of, of window space. So it's not as if it's all that simple, but it is very helpful if you can do it. Now, millions of people suffer from a wide variety of ailments that are partly caused by an inefficient supply of oxygen, or insufficient, excuse me. The problem is that most people do not breathe correctly. Many people are shallow breathers, only filling the top portion of their lungs. When we completely fill our lungs with air, the bottom portion of the lungs will push the diaphragm down, and this action will push the stomach out. Um, it's harder to do with a belt, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you still need to be doing it. If the stomach doesn't come out as, as you breathe, then you're not doing it right. Exercise is one way to make sure you're, deep, you're breathing deeply. It stimulates you to breathe faster and deeper. Your diaphragm, which is a dome-shaped sheet of muscle fibers dividing the chest from the abdomen, contracts with each breath and pulls downward. This, in turn, creates a vacuum in your chest cavity that sucks air into your lungs. Then when your diaphragm muscles relax and rise, the air is pushed out. This forces... Forces open millions of air cells that you do not use in sedentary living. Now, vigorous breathing not only brings in the needed oxygen for your bloodstream to carry to the tissues, but it also strengthens and protects your organs against disease and keeps them fit for action. The great advantage of abundance of lung, lung exercise is seen in the fact that professional singers suffer less from lung infections than do others. Now, at this point, uh, I can discuss the, uh, the correct way of, of breathing. That is, there is an exercise you need to do in order to make sure that you have plenty of air. You go outside, you... Um, sit down, relax, um, breathe in through the nose as deeply as you can, hold it for about seven seconds, and then release as much air as you can through the mouth and hold that for about seven seconds and then repeat it. You will repeat in through the nose, out through the mouth, and do it relatively slowly so that you're not hyperventilating. <laughs> but the idea is that you not only need oxygen, but you also need to clear the body of gases that are building up in the mesenchyme, that is, the, in between the tissues of your body. It's an excellent way to get rid of them. All right, please visit our website, hungrykidsinternational.org. And then coming up, the effect of air on mood, cancer, and wounds. See you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, ND. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you sometimes feel like being healthy and living pain-free is beyond your reach? If you are plagued by poor health and worry that you'll have to live with it for the rest of your life, we have good news for you. There is hope, and it starts right here, right now. Join host Stephanie Parrish for the Vitality Health Show. You'll learn about alternative therapies and natural solutions that really work. Reclaim your good health and your quality of life. Listen to the Vitality Health Show every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Recover & Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back to Recover and Thrive. Now, let's take a little while and look at uh, air fresh air, and cheerfulness. One of the benefits that children and adults receive from being out and exposed to a lot of open air is cheerfulness. It's been shown that positively charged air, that is the bad kind, causes an overproduction of a stress hormone called serotonin in mammals. And that would be us. This hormone is associated with sudden changes in mood. So when the children get in a bad mood, they're cross and whiny, take them outdoors to run and play where they can get some generous doses of negatively charged, pure fresh air to counteract their stress. This is a place to where you'd want to also mention depression. Now, depression is complex. It is uh, caused by many things, both physical and spiritual. But I've never seen a case where 
fresh air hurt somebody that was depressed. Now, generally, when you're feeling bad and withdrawn, the last place you want to be is outside. Is that right? Yes, that's right. You generally don't want to take the effort to get up, go outside. Generally, the sun's shining and you're going, oh, (laughs) get it out of my face. And you don't want to see anybody or anybody see you. Yeah, that's true. But that's still what you need. Yep. And the uh, just getting off the chair and outside and going through the breathing exercises that I talked about before the break would help greatly. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say that that's going to take depression away, but it will certainly equip you to where you're in better condition to deal with it. So just say it. Now, oxygen also affects cancer. It does not cure cancer, but (laughs) uh, it definitely helps you and does not hurt you. Cancer cells as, as cells cannot live in the presence of negatively charged oxygen. When they're exposed to oxygen, they die. This would be easily demonstrated in vitro, that is, in the laboratory. But that would tell you that we need to learn to breathe deeply of fresh, good quality country air. Now, I will have to say that Uh, breathing deeply by the side of a busy highway does not count (laughs) as fresh air. (laughs) You don't think the exhaust is is good for you? The exhaust is just not going to be helping you out. (laughs) It's not your friend. No. Uh, In fact, uh, even the plants take up the exhaust um, so that uh, when... We're gathering herbs. We do avoid the areas where the cars are frequenting. <laughs> yes. Well, because we don't want to be uh, taking in the pollutants that the cars have put into the air, which have gotten into the plants. And then you take them in your body and go, eh, this don't work the way it's supposed to. It will die. It, <laughs> it doesn't. It's, it's got toxins in it. Some of them outright poisons. Now, a, uh, a toxin is a poisonous substance that is derived metabolically. Now, poison is the general class into which toxins fit as a particular. As mercury is a poison. But uh, carbon dioxide is a toxin. Now, strychnine would also be a toxin because it is uh, biochemically generated by a metabolism. So that's just so you'd know. Hmm. Now, back to the uh, cancer in the fresh air. Um, We know that oxygen makes up 21% of the Earth's atmosphere, and yet researchers have found that the levels over certain metropolitan areas have dropped to about 15%. And that's what you're getting for outside air. So can you imagine what's going on inside the building? 
is it could be a complication to your life. Yeah. And so then wounds. Wounds heal faster when they're exposed to fresh air. It is a well-known fact that wounds exposed to sunshine and fresh air heal more rapidly when they're band- than when they are bandaged. And of course, you bandage it for other reasons, like keeping it clean and keeping it from bleeding all over you. Yes. But there comes a point where you've got to let it breathe freely. In fact, no wound will heal without air. In order then for wounds to heal quickly, it is most, most important that they be exposed to a constant supply of pure, fresh air. So then, where's the best place to live? Hmm, well, with pollutants in the air everywhere, everyone would be worried about what modern technology is doing to us. And yet we have to live with it. Mm-hmm. But this is especially true in the cities where car exhausts, industries, and waste disposal facilities are spewing pollutants into the air. So the best place to live actually is in the country where the air is purer. But what kind of country home is best to live in? A home of frame construction is preferable to block to a block home, which tends to be damp and cold. Now that would yield mold. Mm. And you don't want to rent or purchase a house that does not have plenty of windows and cross ventilation. Shade trees and shrubbery that are too close and dense around the house, they're unhealthful, even though they're plants. That encourages mold growth, fungus and mold, which is bad for you. And they do that by preventing the free circulation of air, which also accumulates moisture. Make sure that the house is not in a concave place in the ground which drains. Because if they're in a hollowed out area, then that tends to be drained ground and water flows back into it very easily. So uh, too much water hanging around too long gives you mold. Mold bad. Very bad. (laughs) All right. And so it has been said by an outstanding health educator that in order to have good blood, we must breathe well of full, deep inspirations of good, clean air. They fill the lungs with oxygen and purify the blood. They impart to it a bright color and send it a life-giving current to every part of the body. Good respiration soothes the nerves, stimulates the appetite, and greatly aids in digestion. It induces sound, refreshing sleep. If an insufficient oxygen supply is received, the blood moves sluggishly, and waste poisons or poisonous matters, which should be thrown off by the lungs, are retained, and the blood becomes impure. So then you have a downward spiral from there. Uh, You'll notice that you're not breathing well enough if the skin becomes sallow, that is brownish, yellow, indicating jaundice. And if you're not feeling good, get out and breathe. 
Well, thank you for listening to this program of Recover and Thrive. We've enjoyed having you with us. Join us again next week for another teaching. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Recover and Thrive. Please join Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week.